What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Hold Husband Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Deron. Uh, I got both of my co-hosts on the line with me tonight. Uh, I got my man, Jay Bobo. What's good? Not much. What's good tonight, fellas? Ready to get into another great episode. But if you haven't already, you want to make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, as well as follow us on TikTok at Hold Husband Podcast. Also, y'all be getting increased. So if anyone's interested in advertising or promotion on the podcast, you can DM, DM us at Hold a Husband Podcast, as well as email us at Hold a Husband Podcast at gmail.com. All right, T. Uh, I also got my man SD in the building. What's good? Not man. Just happy to be here. That's all. And I want to give a shout out to Brother Soul Productions for keeping the background audio fresh. And I want to remind you all to donate to the Hold a Husband podcast on Cash App and PayPal. Uh, I wanted to take the time out. Uh, today uh, marks the three-year anniversary of the Hold a Husband podcast. Uh, so I just want to give a shout out to, uh, to everybody that's been a part of uh, putting yeah. this together. Uh, EB uh, back in the day and uh, we replaced him with SD. Um, and we doing we doing good things, man. We over one hundred and fifty thousand downloads. Uh, we, we're growing our, our Instagram. We're growing our YouTube channel. Uh, so I'm really proud of the progress, and I'm I'm anxious to see where things go in the future. Uh, we got a real interesting episode tonight, man. Tonight's episode is titled "After the Vows," uh, and we're going to be talking about um, the perception of being married and the realities of making a marriage work. Uh, so that'll, I think that'll be a real interesting conversation, uh, but y'all know how we do around here, man. We like to discuss things that we've seen go viral or, or have been trending. Uh, and so we got a, a couple interesting videos to, to look at today. Um, this first video is a video where a woman's questioning, um, what do women provide for a relationship? Let's take a listen. My brother used to always say to me, I would come to him like, yeah, this, that, and third. He like. Okay, well, let me ask you something. What are you doing for him? What are you providing him? Well, you're saying you're saying that you're you're a good girlfriend. You feel like you're a good girlfriend. What are you doing to be a good girlfriend? And I feel like a lot of women nowadays is always about what a man can do for them, what a man can provide to them. What can you do in return? Mm -hmm. And vagina is not doing anything. A vagina is not. I'm I'm sorry to say your vagina is not valuable. There are plenty out here. There are women out here that will give it for nothing. So you saying, well, he got to do this, that, and the third to get my vagina. That doesn't mean anything. Because there's a woman out there that will give it for nothing. You have to be more than just your private parts. You need to be able to be an emotional support. You need to be able to be, if needed, you know, somewhat of financial support. Somewhat of mental support. It can't just be about what a man does for you. Uh, I agree with everything she said, man. Um, that's part, that's a real big part of the problem that you hear from men these days. Um, the way that a lot of women view dating or men in general, they, they view them as a transactional tool that they can get financial benefits from. Um, so they don't really have a genuine interest in making sure his needs are met or that he's actually happy. All they really care about is how much you make and what can you do for them. Um, so um, I have a very strong feeling she's going. This chick is going to be labeled a picky. What y'all think? Um, I got a strong feeling her page is going to be deleted by tomorrow. I got that strong. Feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's typically how it goes. But you know what, man? A, a lot of a lot of the women out here, man. When you actually talk to them, somebody had asked me the other day on my page, um, "What's the percentage of women that I think are delusional?" 
in the date as far as the dating market goes in the dating world and i think it's somewhere around 80 to 90 percent man because of I, different I, things I, go ahead I was, I was just about to say it's gonna be high as hell yeah, yeah. pandering yeah. the church yeah. uh everybody panders to women and feeds them this this utopian yeah. idea of how things are supposed to go yeah and then you got you know all of these here people telling them their prizes right and mm-hmm. and a lot of them take that type of stuff from from the bible and when you ask them like she said why are you a prize or why are you quote unquote special is really geared around sex a lot of times that's why when you say hey well what you bring to the table just in podcast questions not on dates or anything mm-hmm. like that just out on the street a lot of them don't know how to answer they say i am the table yeah. like i don't need you to bring the table men don't don't go to women for them to bring the table because he's expected expected to bring the table, right? As a man, he's expected to be the provider. We want you to have the napkins, the spoons, and the forks and the knives, right? We want you to come with, along with, with it. the nurturing, yeah, the nurturing spirit, the knowing how to keep a home, uh, 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 the the submission, the femininity, the reasonableness and accountableness that you bring into a relationship to help me grow as a man. We want those things. And a lot of women nowadays don't work on the mental aspect of what a man wants. It's all physical. That's why they go get BBLs and titties and eyelashes. But then when you mention the word submissive, they are out of their minds. Like, no way I'm going to do that with you. Because outside of physical things, mainly sex, they really don't know nor care what most men want from a woman, unfortunately. Yeah. What about you, Jay? I definitely agree with everything she said. It's, it's this mentality that a lot of these women want to hold for the highest bidder and they want to get something for nothing. They're not offering anything tangible but sex. And sex is intangible because think about it, you're having sex for about, on average, what, 15 to 30 minutes, you know, an hour at the most. Then what is 23 more hours in the day? So what are you going to do in between that time? And, you know, even if you're drop dead gorgeous, right? Like they say, looks eventually fade, you know? Even if say you were you were nine or ten, how you gonna look when you fifty or sixty? Yeah, I mean, a, a woman's mentality um, on the, just her pers- perspective on that matters a, a great deal when it comes to selecting a wife. Um, but I wanted to bring up, man, that there, there was this post that went viral this week that I ended up reposting over the weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know the guy's handle, but it was Jr. Something, uh, some you know relationship quote type dude. Um, and he put up a post where it said, uh, I make three times more than my woman. Um, she's been able to pay off her student loans and fix her credit, you know what I'm saying? And build up her savings, all that. And in the 10 months that we've been together, uh, I love that for her. And there was a long thread of him having a dialogue with some followers. They, they were asking some legit questions, right? Uh, and so one of the things that stood out is they were asking them, so what do you get out of out of you paying all this and we can see what the benefit she's getting from you? What benefit, what bit value are you getting from it? And he refused to answer. Um, and wow. so to me, that that's a bullshit message. Like, it's not in a man's best interest to just provide for a woman 100% and then just hope that she does something. No, it, 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 he said she gives him spiritual uh, fulfillment or something like inspiration. Like but that's a, that's not that's not even anything that's tangible. You know <clears throat> that's relative. What what that is for one person is going to be different for somebody for the next person. So we don't we can't even clearly define that. 
and that's why for me, I really didn't have an issue with it because he's like, yo, she bring nurturing and this. Oh, I didn't have an issue with it, but, but it, it paints a false narrative. Like, paying a woman's bills ain't the key to relationship success. I, yeah, I get it. And of course, all, you know, every woman is going to hop on that train and roll with it, right? I get it and I, I understand it. Like, I mean, if you can do it and that's the way that you want to uh, uh, live your life with your girl and she brings that much value to you, hey, kudos to you, Ooh. man. But the only thing that I'm looking at when I saw the actual post was that he said they've been together 10 months. Like, 10 months? Like, I mean, that's kind of soon for... Right paying everything and then she paying off this unless he's planning to propose to her within the coming months or weeks or whatever the case then i get it like i understand it but you know so it all depends to me on their level of relationships and for him she's worth it so she might be his his wife in a, a year or two so i mean you know he didn't seem like a guy that was just a uh, just a corny, simpish fool out no, there. No, well, I don't. I haven't seen. You know, uh, I haven't seen other so, content. You know. But but the thing that I that I took with well, I didn't take issue with. I wanted to highlight. Whenever a guy puts out one of those pandering messages, a man should pay hundred percent. A man should do. Whenever a guy's talking about what men should do for women, you're right. The the, the response is going to be overwhelmingly positive. And they're all yeah. kind of positive assumptions that women were giving to him in his relationship. Oh, his wife, well, obviously she meets all his needs. How? No, that don't mean that. Like if, if, <laughs> if a man paying 100% of the bills meant everything was gonna be all good and all gravy, millionaires and billionaires wouldn't get divorced. There, there are women, mar women that have been married to men that paid all the expenses and they had a big ass closet full of Birkins and all the shit that women talk about but they still filed for divorce. They were still unhappy. They were still complaining. So yeah. so I, I have a problem with the narrative that the, the, the whole reason that you're not having relationship success is because you're not paying a woman's bills 100%. Like that, that that's, you would never hear a woman telling her son to do no stupid shit like that. I didn't, I didn't take this message. Go ahead. Go now, ahead. I was just gonna say, perfect example, Jeff Bezos, I mean, one of, one of the richest men, if not the richest man on, on the planet, and still in his in divorce, and his wife filed for that divorce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he got caught cheating. I think you know what I'm saying. Like, but but that that just a man doing those things for a woman. If you are in a position to do it and you just want to do it, cool. Um, there are a lot, but it's not always a good thing. There are a lot of bad men with money that use putting a woman in a position where she's financially dependent on him as leverage. And so the the notion that a one a man if you're not even a real man if you're not paying 100 percent or that's that's some kind of cheat code to relationships because success is bullshit because it doesn't even guarantee the dude's gonna be happy yeah and and i didn't take his message to me part for me personally as pandering and saying hey you know oh if a man ain't doing this he he spoke on his experience and what he's doing for his lady so I didn't take that as pandering. I just took it as he's just putting it out there that, hey, this is what he does and why he do it. So I didn't think it was pandering, but I do also know that most women are going to jump on it and say, yeah, this yeah. is what I'm talking about, of course. But I don't think it's pandering because he, well, he didn't say, hey, if your man ain't doing this for you, then 
uh, uh, he ain't a real man or something like that. He just said, hey, I make three times as much. I make three times as much as my lady, and I pay all the bills. She done paid off this. She done paid off that. She done paid off this. Cool. I, I'm fine with it. Like, I would, I would, and honestly, I would do the same thing if I'm going to propose to this chick in mm-hmm. a couple months and I see her as a wife because oh. I know that that's going to be a that's going to be a trade-off that we both going to benefit from you know what I'm saying because now we going to join each other and become one in this relationship you just don't do something like that for somebody that you don't you see just met. yeah well, so that's why I really didn't it, it really didn't um bother me too much I I think that you know it it is what it is 10 months is kind of fast for me but yeah. the actions I don't see nothing wrong with that's, that's what I was well, going to ask and you know what else we we all know. Let's let's just let's just say a woman meets a new guy, and within the first couple of dates, is I'm gonna pay all my woman's bills. He he gives her his philosophy on finances and all that. Right? How many women are just gonna go along with it just to get that benefit? Does that mean that y'all are actually compatible? Does that mean that she's really feeling you like that? No. You could be getting used like a fucking sucker. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Is it whenever something like that goes viral and it, it gets painted like, and then the the thing that really got it though is the fact that he couldn't name one thing that she does or one outside of the spiritual fulfillment. Like any anybody that I've ever seen that has been really given some real wisdom or really given some real insight, if somebody's in their comments asking follow up questions, they can elaborate. They can go into further detail about what they were saying. They can clarify any confusion. They don't give, they don't talk in circles and, and do that type of stuff. That's what led me to feel like it was pandering. Because um, you, made, fact, you, made, you made five posts anyway. So why you can't answer a couple more? Right. I get it. You, I, you I get volunteered it. I get it. Nobody said, hey, bro, how do you, you manage the finances in your house? He volunteered this. So to me, that looks like like that's like I'm I'm bragging on so this is what I do. Look what I do. Like anytime I see the dude that I pay everything, my wife ain't never seen a bill. My wife ain't uh I don't care because none of that shit don't really mean anything. You know what I'm saying? Like so yeah. the, the you know to, 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 go, ahead. go ahead. No, no. So it, it struck something something else I, I just thought about. He talked somebody asked him, Well, what if she just leave? He was like, Hey, so what, man? You know, people come into my life, I make them better, whatever the case. Uh, see, that's what that's what vetting is for, and that's why I think the ten months is too fast to be doing all of that, like taking over all her bills so she can pay off all her. I think that's a little too fast for that particular part for me personally, because if she walk out and you done spent forty thousand just for her alone to do what she can, now you have nothing to show for it. Like right. to me, that's that's, that's feeling bad. good. Yeah, feeling bad. good. I'll, I'll add feeling like you, feeling like you did a good well, deed, that, right? That, that, <laughs> women gonna go with it. Women gonna go right. with it because it puts them on top. It puts them yeah. in the positive. So of course they gonna right. support. Oh, that's a real man right there. Just so, to add on really quick, I well, would say that's why as a man you shouldn't you shouldn't leave with your money in the first place. Like like Terry right. is saying, that's how you're gonna get used when, when you're talking like that. Facts. Now this next video that we're gonna talk about, this is a, this is a real example of a real man. Um, th- I, th- I saw this video of this coach. I don't I don't remember the coach's name, but he was talking to his guys about consent when it comes to women and respect. 
All right, let's take a listen. Let's finish on this. Consent. Remember when we went over consent? Deserves it. Good. You're with a young lady. She has to consent to every act. So if you were in the car with her and something went down in the car, that does not mean that something has to go down at the apartment. If y'all did something in the car, that does not mean something else has to happen. That next day, you cannot assume that it is okay to send a dick or something like that. If you're in study hall and a trackster walks by you and she's got tights on and she's going to study, you can and say, look at that fat That's fucking harassment. She has every right to turn around and press charge against you. If you're not quite sure what the fuck to say, picture it being your little sister or your mother and then shut what you call the fuck up. Are we fucking clear? Yes, sir. Love it. Yeah. I love when men are direct and they are talking to schooling young men on how they need to maneuver. Um, that's the that's the role that when we talk about single moms, you need a coach like that in your son's life to be able to school your teenage son that may be bigger than you or stronger than you or not be listening to you. Um, so I, I, I really love the, the video. Um, so I definitely have to share it on my page because we need more of it. You know, we, a gang member, a gang leader can can have the same type of leadership skills and be using it in the wrong way. So for a coach to be talking in specifics about what it means to, to prevent these guys from being charged up, because that's a very, very serious thing. Yeah. You know what, man? It's, it's such a slippery slope nowadays, man. Because yeah. the fact of the matter is, I mean, if we really want to be real with it, you can have consent on Monday. But then on Wednesday, she feel different. That's just the reality of it. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. where she's like, you know what? I really only did it because I felt under pressure because I was with you. So he's absolutely right in his message. Like, yo, you got to watch what you do. It don't, uh, a woman don't owe you anything just because y'all was kitchen, kissing and touching in the car. She might have changed her mind from the she car. She changed her mind. Yeah, and that's perfectly fine. He is 100% right. But it's such a slippery slope, man, out here, period, that you have to be careful and vet whoever it is that you deal with to make sure that everything that you do is okay and that they are okay, that these women are okay. Because I rarely see this type of stuff from men but that these women are okay with whatever is going down. And that way you don't find yeah. yourself in a bind because it's happened to plenty of men where they have found themselves in a bind, in jail, whatever the case, because of, of harassment or the woman changed her mind. Yes, or changed her mind, or a lie. Yeah, or a lie. I mean, look at Bill even, Cosby. Even if, yeah, even if you smash a chick or even if things were all good, um, it's funny that you said that because I, I had a, situ a situation when I was in the military um, where I was falsely accused of rape um, and it was a situation like that where we was in the process about to have sex, my phone rung and then she changed her mind while I was on the phone um, some guys would react negatively to it, you know what I'm saying, and go off and all that so I, I can understand how that that's a a, a very sensitive situation for a, a young lady to be in or a woman to be in. 
Um, but I know guys these days, due to all the stuff that's going on, they they have these conversations through text, so they have a a, a written conversation of the uh, of the back and forth about yeah. what, what they're going to do when they link up, etc. Um, so I know guys that they use that as a method of trying to protect themselves or to to confirm consent. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? Pull out, pull out the phone and be like, uh, <clears throat> uh, I'll record smile for the camera. Yeah, <laughs> like, but, but no, hey man, he hit this right on the head. And I think there needs to be, you know, this needs to be discussed, especially at colleges, because this stuff happened. Like, we see this stuff like, it was, who was it? It was a player from Wisconsin, it was about two or three years ago, who got accused. And, you know, same thing with um the dude at Baylor, I forget his name as well. That happened. Countless um, games. Yep. Yeah, they just I, two, uh, that, I, actually, I have a similar story to um, when you talk about the text message. When I used to coach college, uh, last school I was at a small Division two in New Jersey. You know, the, you know, during the team meeting, first team meeting, we would talk about this stuff and like, hey, listen, make sure he says yes. And one of the players were actually accused, I think, the year before. And that's just what he said. He said he kept the text message, kept receipts of their discussion. So he had, you know, there was no charge or anything brought up against them because of that. So that's a great point you brought up there. CYA, man, got to cover yourself. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it ain't necessarily yeah. you spying on nobody or whatnot, but he say, she say, ain't good enough. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and, I'm and in today's day and age. Yeah, so I'm you got to... And, and I don't even know if that's enough. I'm not a lawyer or nothing. I'm just, you know, I just, I've heard guys tell me, you know, I've been off, out the streets for a long time, uh, but I, I've heard guys say that that's what they do. Um, but man, you, because in the situation where I got out or, or that happened with me, I always thought like, what if, because when, what happened was I was playing, we was making out, I was fingering her, playing, playing with her or whatever. And I was going to my nightstand to get a condom. And that's when my phone rung. Um, but I was always thinking, like, what if I had stuck it in? Like, what if I had been on some, let me stick the tip in? Or, let's, you know what I'm saying? Like, because then I would have been asked out. You know what I'm saying? Like, my yeah. DNA would have been in there and all that. Like, so the rape kit would have came back. With, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it, yeah. just a small little thing like that, you know what I'm saying, could be a major difference in a guy's life. So, Shout out to the coach, whoever, whatever his name is. I apologize for not knowing a name, but uh, I'm definitely impressed with the actions. Um, and I, that's the type of coach that I want coaching my child. Yeah, that's what we need. I mean, for our yeah. young man, because the, the fact of the matter is a lot of them growing up without a dad. So a lot of them ain't really hearing a lot of that stuff when they coming from the inner, inner cities, which a lot of these D1 athletes are coming from the inner cities with single yeah. moms. So they need that type of male masculine figure to talk to them a certain way because uh, a, a, a mom or a woman counselor or somebody it don't it don't ring the same when you talk to a when you talking to a young man it don't and you know what thing that stood out what's that his tone his word choice did not matter all of them <laughs> got the message and understood exactly what he was telling you. Um, even though he cussed and and it yeah. wasn't in a nice fluffy yeah. message. And you know, just to just to think about SD's point real quick about kids coming from the inner city where you especially gotta be careful because a lot of them at these D one schools, you're going to predominantly white institutions. Oh. So you really gotta watch yourself. Oh yeah. Hey man, listen. 
it happens, man. So hey, I've never I've never had no issue like that. But just just about a month or two ago, it was two uh, Ohio State football players that were supposed to be NFL draft picks that yeah. was in jail or fighting this trial, a rape trial from a girl from school, and they both got acquitted of it. And now they like, man, how can I continue playing football? We got kicked off the team. And now they're trying to pick up their careers and try to get tryouts and stuff. And it's messed up because it can derail your whole career being around the wrong woman. Some of them lie, and that's the wrong woman I'm talking about. Not the ones that's actual victims of men that do things that they should be doing. Them ain't the ones I'm talking about. They make the wrong women, them the wrong men and the wrong guys to uh, uh, be out here and, and free. But the women that actually lie on men in order to get them in some trouble, get some money or something like that, because women do do that. We can't just blindly believe whatever a woman says. So that culture keeps um, a lot of these young men out of sticky situations because with sticky situations, you never know which way it's going to go. And you don't want to get yourself in that position. Exactly. All right, man. Looks like we up against the clock. Uh, We're about to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to be getting into our topic of the night after the vows, where we're talking about the perception of marriage versus the reality of it. Y'all are tuned into the Hold a Husband podcast. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, I'm relationship coach and Arthur Terry Duran, and I am pleased to announce that my book, It's Not That Complicated, is finally available as an audio book. So if you don't like to read or you just don't have time to read a paperback book, this audio book is perfect for you. You can listen to it while you're in your car, while you're at work, etc. In the book, I break down how husband material men think and operate in regards to sex, love, and relationships. And I provide real quality insight on how husband material men approach dating. The audiobook is available on audible.com and on iTunes. All you have to do is go to one of the websites and search for my name, Terry Duran. Go download your copy today. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Heart of Husband podcast. Uh, we have our special guest on for the night. We got Lakia Brandenburg, aka the, the wife coach. How you doing? What's going on, fellas? How are you? We good. Are we right? doing all right? No, we appreciate <laughs> you taking the time to come back on the podcast and chop it up with us. Yes, um, thank you for having me. Uh, before we get into the conversation, uh, can you let the viewers know a little bit about yourself, your background, your relationship status, etc.? Absolutely. Well, I am the wife coach, the one and only. Um, I change married women into happy, fun, and influential wives. I'm a firm believer that all married women aren't wives. Mm. That applies to men too. All married men aren't husbands, but I'm just talking to women. Just talking to the women. But, um, you know, I'm all about, you know, you experiencing an amazing marriage. And in order for you to change the way you experience your marriage, you have to change the way you show up in it. I have been married to my boo, my bae, my baby daddy, Derek, for almost 14 years. And I must say that although I Congrats. am in a place, thank you, we're in a place of, you know, some bliss. But I must admit that I haven't always been a wife. Because, you know, I just got married. Because that's what we do. We get married. Okay. Well, um, the first thing that I wanted to ask you, uh, so what was the biggest reality check that you had when you uh, actually got married? Yeah. The honeymoon phase is like that long. Um, You know, Mm. this really isn't the, the fantasy that we see in the movies. 
Um, I grew up where I am a romantic comedy like binge watcher. I've watched them all from Love Jones, The Notebook, um, you know, whatever it was about love and romance, you know, we romanticize oh, relationships. So can imagine what, what was happening with my mindset as I was preparing to get married, you know, my special day getting married. <laughs> so, you know, once we got married and we started living the day to day. See, I think that's the part we kind of miss out on. We live happily ever after. That's what we see in the movies. And they live happily ever after. But happily ever after is the day to day get up, go to work, get the kids together try to stay connected. You know what I mean? The day to day. So real for me, it was the real life, you know, reality set in real quick for us. And we realized that, oh, okay. So marriage is work <laughs> in real yeah, life. That's, that's, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's like before the real social media boom though, 14 years. Yeah, that's, man. That's like right before the real, because nowadays I think the, the um the romanticizing part of it mm -hmm. is ten times more oh, because of social media. See, and these women get Birkins yep. and and eighty five acres of land, and, <laughs> and, they like, and they like, look, I will not settle. <laughs> you, settle. you bag groceries at Walmart. Come on, oh my God. Hey. Like, come on. Like, it's, right. it's a lot, and the, the romanticizing is what's making it unrealistic. On both sides, from not just the women, but also from the men too, thinking that yeah. these here women just gonna be, you know, porn stars that do everything they say, and it just don't work that way. So absolutely, that's playing a big part in why relationships is a lot of trash nowadays. I agree, I absolutely agree. It's been magnetized with um, the social media media era. Yeah. Um. So, what do you define as a healthy marriage? What do I define as a healthy marriage? Yeah. Two whole, whole individuals coming together with a like mind of where we're going. Like this is the end result. At the end of the day, we're getting married for a purpose. Not just to say we're married, not because we've been single forever, but what <laughs> the ultimate goal for us, we're combining our lives together. Like this is marriage too. Right. Like this is his life too. So if I'm joining my life with my husband, then what's the ultimate goal? We're two healthy individuals, meaning we understand that I'm not getting married for you to complete me. I'm already complete. We're here to complement each other. So, I, and it, what's, what's sad is that a lot of times uh, people get married to complete themselves. Like, you know, this is something mm -hmm. we have to do in order to become whole. We're one, come on. No, baby. Did y'all go to counseling before marriage? Did y'all go we to counseling? Did, okay, so this is what we call it. This is what our chaplain called it. Premarital education and training. Like, just like you go to school to become a doctor, just like you go to school or you get training or whatever it may be, professional development. We came to marriage not to just prepare for the wedding, but to prepare for our life as husband and wife. Mm -hmm. So we spent yeah. a year in pre, like we broke up how many times? In premarital education and training, <laughs> When most people are planning that first year for their wedding, we right. planned our life as husband and wife. And so that was the game changer for us. But I can say that now and make it sound like I'm all educated and all this stuff. I wanted to get married. <laughs> like that, that's, I wanted to get, y'all hear me fellas? I wanted to get married. I wanted to spend my life, I wanted to have two dresses. It was all about the <laughs> wedding day for me. My husband had more sense. Because he's looking at me like, come on, baby, now we don't see anybody that's successful in marriage. You want to sit here and have this expensive wedding day so we can be miserable and not know what we're yeah. getting ourselves into? So, yeah. yeah. 
And you know but, what? As a, as, a, as a single man out here, right? Okay. Um, and, and dating and trying to, because I would like to get married one day. But one thing that I don't see a lot of and hardly ever is women really caring about what the men want mm. when it comes to relationships or marriage. And I mean single women. I ain't talking about women that's already married that can do right. certain things. Right. I'm talking about the single women because for me personally, as a man, the way I feel about it is like I'm if, if I get into a relationship or a marriage, I'm there to serve my wife. Correct. Right. If I get married, like that's just what it is. And for your provide, family, protect and lead, mm -hmm. structure the family. Right. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I just don't hear that coming from the other end. I it, It's a lot of you why need, do I need to follow. Yeah, like I ain't gonna and, be a slave. What, I ain't gonna. Yeah, that's what makes me be real standoffish with I'm sure. getting married and and risking everything that I've attained in the process uh, yeah. uh, during uh, for a marriage where somebody just wants the wedding and not really the marriage because mm -hmm. a lot of women nowadays just really want the wedding so they can hop online and say, "Yep, look at me, I got the listen." Ring. And I wanted to ask you, so, so since you said that you were in that mindset where you wanted yeah. the wedding, yeah. how can a guy identify a woman that is, is in the, has that mindset? Oh, it's not, it's not hard. A woman that got that mindset, that's all she talk about. Yeah. See, I was yeah. planning the moment my husband was going to propose, like how <laughs> I was going to act, what I was going to have on. And where did this come from, though? See, when we get serious about marriage, because at the end of the day, marriage is an assignment. Like, I had to start approaching it. I had to grow up. You know, I had to really start changing my mindset on how I saw marriage. The whole thing was I was conditioned to believe that marriage was one day, one way and it was the other. I was in a fantasy world. So a man is not going to, it's not going to be hard for him to see it because that's all she's going to want. Now, if she's speaking about family, if she's speaking about lifetime happiness, if she's speaking about growing and multiplying our, you know, leaving a generational wealth for our children. Now, that's a whole nother mindset than, oh, what am I going to wear? Am I going to have a beer wing? Am I going to wear, you know, like if she's yeah. into all of that, that's a whole nother, yeah. And it's not that she can't have that. But right. she has to understand yeah. that you're a bride right. for one day, you're right. a wife yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah, I think a lot of women, no, I was just saying, I think a lot of women actually prevent themselves from ever reaching that point because yeah. they try to press the fast forward button. They try yeah. to throw hints and bring it up all the time and they don't <laughs> allow things to organically reach that point. Um, so I, 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 I try to talk to, on my page, you know, I, I explain why being anxious to get married or all that usually yeah. does the opposite. Um, but it's very hard to, to get the specific details on what to look for. Uh, go ahead, what you were saying, FD? I had a close friend, I was in his wedding, fitted everything. And he wind up calling off the wedding because Whoa, of, of, wow. those, of those things, because mm. she wasn't willing to compromise on nothing for his family. It was all what wow. she wanted or no mm -hmm. way. And he wind up calling it off, yeah. broke up with her. And then he got married like maybe maybe three years after that, mm -hmm. he wind up getting married to somebody else. And it was like, man, she, she shot herself in the foot for lack of better words by being what they call now a bridezilla. I don't know if y'all ever seen that yeah, show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Show. Women yeah. be on this show and that's all they want. Like you could tell um, when you talk to a woman, like like the, the, the wife coach said, 
man, that's that's all they talk about. Mm-hmm. It ain't got nothing to do with future. It ain't got nothing to do with us as a team. Yeah. It's me, me, I, 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 and yep. what I want. What you want don't really matter because it's yeah, so my to me, day. That's a failure on the guy's part. You know what I'm saying? Like a guy that even is in a serious relationship with a woman like that is an epic fail to me. Um, yeah. Well, how did they get that far? Like, how did you get to the point where you were fitted? Were you in the other wedding with the with the new wife? They got married at City Hall. The other oh, okay. Hey, that's it. See that? Oh, she was. She was. See what I'm saying? That was the one. She was like, whatever. I don't want to spend all right. that money. And, and, he, and he, he swallowed 20 grand. He swallowed it. He was like, whatever. I don't care about the money. He swallowed right. the 20 grand just to get away from it. And the new yeah. wife was like, we ain't got to do all that. I'm fine mm-hmm. with a ring. And we go to City Hall. And then go on honeymoon. And I that's what it. they did. So. Yeah, that's what I look for in a woman. Like, I ain't trying to lowball you, but I'm 40 right. years old. Like, I ain't gonna go spend 50000 on no wedding. I'm sorry. If your daddy want to do it, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't what doing you, it. So what are your thoughts on a lot of people, they want to be bribes, but don't want to actually be wives. What are your thoughts on that? I think they should stay single. You know, like I said, you, your whole approach to marriage has to be different if the goal is for it to last forever. Mm-hmm. Like, not just my whole thing, nobody gets married to get a divorce, but ain't nobody signed up to be miserable either. So if you know that you're getting married on an assignment, like my life is going to be better because I'm connected to you and your life is going to be better because you're connected to me. It's a whole nother mindset of how we approach marriage. So if you see that she's just focused on, okay, the honeymoon stage or, you know, oh, let's get married and, you know, I can now put it on social media. Like, what are we doing here? Just stay single and enjoy your single life. But when it's time to combine a life with someone, this is serious. Like marriage is one of the most important decisions you could ever make in life, like business. So I, I was reading somewhere that um, the wealth transfer to women, over 90% of it is through divorce. Uh, so mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on women that are against a, a prenuptial agreement? I, I feel like my husband and I are two full-time entrepreneurs. We came into marriage and kind of approached marriage like a business. Not that we run our marriage like a business. In a way we do, because the goal is for it to be successful, for us to profit, right? So if somebody is against the prenup, I think it's first important to understand why. Like what is the connotation of prenup? What are the benefits of a prenup? What are the pros and cons? Let's look at it from that perspective. If she says no, there's a reason why. Find out what that reason why is. Um, Talk through. The stipulations you're not looking at it as i'm looking in case we get a divorce or we're setting ourselves up to be you know to not make it to forever but in the event that we do 55 percent of marriages end let's look at the facts i believe whatever you came into the marriage with you should be able to leave with and whatever y'all accumulate together you should be able to split Uh it's really that's fair like that's oh, yeah. what I'm saying. So the transference of wealth, meaning if she's a, but if she's a housewife, what if she's not working? See, that has to be looked at too, right? Because how right. do you put a, a price on what she does with raising the family or taking care of the household or whatever the case may be? So what would you think is fair in that situation if she's a housewife? Everybody would be, I mean, every situation would be considered different, but mm-hmm. It's kind of hard. It made me go back to Eddie Murphy where he was like, half, you know, like literally, <laughs> give me half, Eddie. Like, I, I, I don't, 
it's very difficult to put a dollar amount on that because right. again, yeah. I'm not going to say that a housewife, I believe a housewife, her job is extremely. It's a lot of work. It's a it lot is. of work. But as far as putting a price on it, that's the part. See, this is the conversation we need to have before we start romanticizing our wedding day. Let's get well, see, real serious. Well, from my understanding, when, when a couple's um, going through the process of getting a prenup, they sit, but they both sit with their lawyers and, and they put it together. Mm -hmm. So a woman would be able to express what she thinks is fair. They would yeah. be able to come to an agreement on yeah. if we're married this many years, you would get X, Y, right. and Z. And so when, when I when we talk about it on my page, the women make it seem like you're already thinking about divorce. Well, how right. can you not think about the possibility of divorce? Right? Yeah. Like that they want men to make these life decisions without no consideration about the possibilities that could happen. Well, I mean, well, we make considerations on life insurance. We make considerations on, you know, we put wills in place. We put things in place to protect. At the end yeah. of the day, we have to start looking at it like that. Of course, the goal is not to get divorced, but in the event it does happen, in the event, like let's, uh, that's not the goal. My goal is to be with my man until like my eyesight gone, <laughs> I'm old and gray. But in the event, then baby here, this is what, we built together. Here's your part. Here's mine. Enjoy the rest of your life. I love you. I see you yeah. soon. Um, for me personally, I don't think I'll get married without a prenup. Mm -hmm. Unless the woman is uh, making what I make equally. I'm talking about my my prenup because the way I see it is uh, a state's uh, divorce stuff, it's a prenup. They just don't call it a prenup. Because yeah. the states say, hey, you got to split this 50. You got to sell the house and split that 50. That's a prenup. That's a lot worse prenup for me if I'm the breadwinner, right? Than yeah. me going into something at 40 years old and saying, all right, I'll give you 20% um, after 10 years that we that, that's accumulated from this point on. You know what I mean? Instead mm -hmm. of half because you've been here 10 years or something like that. So, you know, a prenup is a prenup either way it goes, but it's going to be in my favor if if i am the primary breadwinner with somebody coming in here at 40 something years old like, so it would be the, the opposite so if the woman if the woman is the breadwinner then she would be in your position is that what you're saying she should be yeah i, I, I think it's very the way it go whether the woman okay. is the primary breadwinner or the yeah. man i think that they that they should get a prenup that you know what i'm saying don't leave them losing half of their assets if it goes wrong yeah right I've never, I've never, I've never heard a uh, man that's dating a wealthy woman complain about the prenup. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, because because the only time that I, the only well, to me, the only reason that I can think of somebody complaining about one is because they know that they can get more without it. Like mm -hmm. that's the fundamental reason that a woman will reject the prenup, where you come in broke but you leave with five hundred k or eight hundred k or something. And you saying no, no, no. It's because you know he's worth millions, and you can get half of whatever the case may be. Um, so my husband and I, we we built together, and so I'm I'm grateful that that wasn't even a topic. We started yeah. off broke together, yeah, so the, to build what we have today, and we're at a point where if anything ever happens, we say it now. We believe we're very amicable people that we would do what's right by each other. Like that's the love and respect we have for each other. And I know there's a thin line between love and hate. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But at what, the what? end of the day, that's my boo. That's my baby. That's my baby daddy. And we're good hearted people. I know again that stuff yeah. change when divorce gets 
in you know becomes a part of the, of the plan. But I definitely feel that we would do what's right by people by each other if we ever got in that position. Yeah, but Terry, how many how many really rich women do you know that <laughs> go get just regular men that's doing men, whatever right. out here? Not me. <laughs> Right to where yeah. the guy's gonna complain about about um a prenup or living in a mansion? No, I'm gonna shut up and go sit on Oprah's <laughs> island. Like yes, Oprah. <laughs> whatever you want, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> what you want your slippers, Oprah? Oh like, come on, man. Any man gonna do that to you know? what I'm saying to a rich woman. So yeah, it don't happen like that. Women typically, if she's a rich woman, most most women that have money, you know, women practice hypergamy. They want to date a man that's that's above them. It's just a lot, well, a lot harder. Rihanna, Rihanna got somebody on, uh, that don't got ain't on her level. So, so we, there, there's hope, fellas. There's hope. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but the right, average, yeah, but right. the average person. Are we talking about the average marriages? You know, y'all talking about these millionaires and stuff. Even nah, I'm, nah. I'm, even, uh, your, even your nurses, even your nurses making, let's say, they make 150. Most of them don't want to date the average dude that's making 50 or 60 thousand dollars. They just don't. They'll tell you, yeah. hey, I want to do either on my level. You got to be above. That's yeah. why they have so much trouble dating because the more money a woman makes, the 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 more she moves herself out of uh, the dating bracket. That's yeah. just the that's just the reality of it. Yeah, but it's in their best interest her. to get like to do like you did. Get with a guy when he's on on the first or second floor yes. and ride the elevator up with him. Uh, but most women don't want that. They want to meet you right at the penthouse, and they oh, want yeah. you to come provide a hundred percent of a luxury <laughs> lifestyle. But that that they, they couldn't afford on their own. Right. Um, so I think those kind of well, personally, I think the the one of the biggest factors that has pushed expectations to this unrealistic level mm -hmm. is reality TV. And mm -hmm. that and social media, because yeah. they see all these reality show chicks that you just a baby mama, but now you a household name, or you somebody that you you representing well, brands and making six or seven figures just off being cute because you got a BBL. So it's a it's a lot of the oh I want to live that type of lifestyle. Oh go to brunch in a Range Rover and uh -huh. go shop and do this like the, the fantasy parts of being being richer or, or being a wife or whatnot and that's um, and they're not even wives the majority of them not. Mm -hmm. so how are you on the real housewives of anything and you're not even a wife like how is that not a qualification you have to be married in order to be on the show but it's they not so again, that, no that that's not even taking the assignment serious i just need to live the lifestyle of a wife yep. and it's all good Pop out a baby by a baller. We'll call oh, you a basketball wife. Yeah. That's, that's yes. a qualification. Because 90% of them ain't, ain't been married or <laughs> ain't married or whatever. Or they, just a, they just a baby mama to a, to yeah. a ball player. So they get to get on these shows. Mm -hmm. And the women think that, oh, man, I can get this too. So yeah. they dream of this lifestyle that they feed in their minds every day. And then come out and in the pandering world. <laughs> and think that it's yeah. supposed to happen and it don't yeah definitely the reality is is not matching so i got reality a question for you real quick reality real real quick there was a wife that wore a sheer shirt to the to a to a spot where she had her titties out you know what i'm saying as a wife mm -hmm. what what do you think about wives 
that go outside naked like that? What do you personally <clears throat> just think about it well, as, first, as a wife? First, was she with her husband? I believe so. Do you, boo? Because <laughs> at the end of the day, listen, my husband, I know the type of man I'm married to. Mm-hmm. My husband's all for that. Because I'm his woman. If you want to look, look. But that's my woman. So I feel that we're at a point, this is when marriage, you know, this is the exciting part of marriage. I get to be Mrs. Irresistible. I get to wear whatever I want. I can be the freak whenever I want. Because I'm with my man. This is my husband. I'm doing life with this man. So I don't see anything wrong with it, especially if her husband has her bodyguard. What we doing? So, so your husband would be okay with you if you if you wanted to, not saying you would, but like wearing a sheer shirt with your with your titties out like Absolutely. that, he'd be okay with it. At my my husband will be right there next to me. I ain't wearing it without him. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess that's different. Um, I always question the motives of why a woman will, will dress like that in public, or yeah. like like when I see a woman that's in a relationship, but she's going live in her panties and bra, and you walking around. <laughs> I'd be like, like, bro, that can't, I can't see my yeah. woman just everybody see her in her panties and walking in the kitchen. Like, like to me, there are certain boundaries that I expect out of my woman. But this um, woman you're talking about who was wearing the sheer shirt, was this for an event? Are we talking about somebody in particular? Was this for an event? Come on now. Did it, did it call for it? What you said? It did it cost? Because I think so. Wasn't it like barely there or something? I think the name of it was. I can't remember. No, 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 no. I think that was that was the uh, the movie awards. What's the movie awards? The Grammys, wasn't it? Was it the was it the Oscars? No, 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 no. It was acting movies, Oscars. Yeah, this wasn't no. This wasn't no. This wasn't no. You know, no, no lingerie show or nothing. This was okay. We're we're thinking about two different shows, but I probably would have some pasties. I would have had some pasties on. No, no, no cases, just titties. I mean, this is just titties, but... I would have covered the nipples. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, it looked like we up against the clock, but before we get up out of here, uh, can you let the viewers know how they can reach you and uh, your content? Absolutely. Um, thank you so much, gentlemen. I have truly enjoyed the conversation. My playground is Instagram. I am at the wife coach. And for my ladies who want to change the way they are showing up in their marriage, then you definitely have to become a wife and stop being that married woman. So make sure you hit me up on Instagram, DM me the word, teach me, and I'll make sure that you get the link to my self-study course. All right. Uh, Oh, before we get up out of here, man, I want to give a shout out to Brother Soul Productions for keeping us laced with our background audio. Uh, I want to remind y'all to continue donating to the podcast through our cash app and our PayPal. Uh, Jay, uh, SD, man, I appreciate y'all linking up so we can get another episode knocked out. Uh, and Lakia, we definitely enjoy the conversation and I appreciate you taking the time to come on. Thank you. Um, this has been another episode of the Hold a Husband podcast. Thanks for tuning in.